Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, boys. Good morning. Morning. You actually look pretty good. You, you got home late. Yeah, it was like eleven thirty, something like that, when I got home. Oh, that's not too Eagles. bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Grant managed to get some tickets. Went to the show last night. It was Thoughts? amazing. Amazing. They sounded so good. Yeah. They played everything. Um, yeah. And the boys still got it. Vince Gill sounded great. Yeah. I wasn't sure how that was going to go because I think of Vince Gill like I think of the '90s and country music and and yeah. Vince Gill was apparently quite a player, like a yeah. guitar player, and he's got that high voice. It right? sounded great. Like, uh, yeah, no he complaints. A lot like Glenn Fry. He did. And a lot of times you wouldn't notice that Glenn was there. That was the only thing actually I found weird about the show is they didn't. Well, they didn't talk very much. He basically just played, but they didn't acknowledge Glenn at all. Like there was no acknowledgement of like rest in peace, Glenn. <laughs> His kids playing the band. He, he was. He he dropped out before this tour because <coughs> so he was like doing the Vince Gill part. Okay, and then he dropped out before this. That tour. band always had a lot of turmoil behind the scenes. Yeah. Um. I I was even trying to do a little bit of research last night because it's Don Felder's birthday from the Eagles. Yeah. And I was like, what went wrong? Like I know that they had an and apparently it was Don and Glenn that fought like crazy. Mm. Like there were moments that when they were on stage where like Glenn would like lean in and go, at the end of this song, I'm going to kick your ass or <laughs> wait till after the show. Yeah. Do you think it's a situation of they both thought they were the leader of the band? And Well, Don Henley and him would have both thought they were the leader. Don and Glenn, I'm not sure about that relationship. I think there was some uh, some tension there, yeah, because they broke up in the in 1980 after they, they had a fight on stage. But I think a lot of it, Jimmy, was cocaine. Oh yeah, the the band was legendary. They were known for like they were like huge, huge blowhounds. The whole band, mm-hmm. like apparently. There, there was like pounds of it in the studio when they recorded that last record. And then they got together because the band was so huge. Their solo careers both took off, too, yeah. in the 80s. So I think they were able to sit down. They played after, Boys of Summer last night. Did they? Yeah. Of course they did. They were able to sit down. Did they sm- play Smuggler's Blues? Uh, No. That would have been Glenn Fry's. So. Yeah. yeah. Played some Joe Walsh stuff, though. Did they? Yeah. Joe Walsh. Time of it. Life's been good? Yeah, life's been good. Rocking out in a way. Fantastic. Oh, man. So they started right at 8, like on time. Right too, at right? 8. Started with Hotel California. They played the whole Hotel California album. Took yeah. a 20-minute break. Came back and basically played the greatest hits. So they would have played this one then. Yep. The Locker Room Topic of the Day. All right. I want to make sure I get the wording of this right. If there was a sound effect 
or song that played every time you were aroused, what would you want it to be? That makes sense, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Every time you get a little turned on, aroused, yeah. and a sound effect or a song starts playing. This works for both, mm-hmm. men and women, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jimmy's is obvious, so mm. we'll get that out of the way. All right. That's uh, a, a Star Wars thing. Lightsaber. Still thing. A lightsaber. A lightsaber. I had to think about this, mm-hmm. but I don't know why I, th- I've i always loved the sound of bagpipes. <laughs> I think I'd want bagpipes going. I think that would turn everyone else off. Don't you like bagpipes? No, they're horrible. How can you not like bagpipes? bagpipes? I mean, I like them, but they're horrible at the same time, right? Bagpipes kind of make sense for you because you're so full of hot air. Um, full of them this morning. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Actually, that's a good sound. That's a good sound. That's a great sound. <laughs> Grants? Mine, uh, you know, from Ferris Bueller. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That works as well. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. If there was a sound effect or a song that started playing every time you got aroused, what would you want it to be? Jason said the sound of a Jake break. <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's effective. <laughs> hey, honey. <laughs> I'll see you in the bedroom. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. We're doing if you were aroused and a song or sound effect was to play, what would you pick? Mike from Ontario said a rooster crowing. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a little confusing? It's like, okay, it's time to go. Well, it's time no, that's to get exactly up. what it is. It's thank, time you, to go. Okay. thank you, thank you, Jimmy. Okay, now that those words came out of my mouth, it actually makes more sense. And then Aaron said, uh, "Hold on, one more time." <laughs> I love, I love the fact that you want to bring some common sense into a topic about whether or not a sound effect or song starts when you get a. <laughs> thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> one more, and, and then Aaron said, "Sexual healing." Yeah. yeah, this one makes sense. Like anything Marvin Gaye. And, and I've said this before. This is a recent sort of discussion on the locker room. I don't know anybody. I can't think of anybody that I know that would be able to pull off putting on a little bit of Marvin Gaye to get the mood set. But I need to meet that person. I think um, you could do it and like it would be comedic. No, I no. I'm talking about you. serious. I'm yeah, talking that- about the guy that seriously goes, you know what? When I want to get the lady going, I just yeah. play the Marvin Gaye sexual See, see that's what I mean. It's the only setting I could see it happening is like you're making her laugh. No, that's... Right? You're in her bathrobe and like you got... But like to put it on seriously. So and, to put yeah. it on, that's that's the separation here. Yeah. But at one of my stag None of us would be able to pull this off. One of my stag oh, this was a slow song that was requested for me to... This was your blanket grind, song? Uh, yeah, I guess you would call it a blanket song. Best bachelor party ever. <laughs> you know what? We have conversations daily on this show where I go... We have a strange life. (laughs) The locker room topic of the day.
if there was a sound effect or song every time you were aroused that started to play, what would you want that to be? Morgan said that classic spaghetti western sound from the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's a good one. All right, you guys got to do it. Jimmy? No, I can't do it. Come on. I'm horrible at whistling. So am I. You guys are awful, awful, awful whistlers. Kate, you do it. Sounds like the Roseanne theme song. I think think you're out of key. All right, one more. And Stan said the first 15 seconds of Tush by ZZ Top. Yeah! (laughs) That's a good one. That is good. It's original, too. I don't mind that at all. The Locker Room Topic of the Day. So... Every time you get aroused, a song or a sound effect kicks in. What do you want that to be? Kane said a Harley revving its engine. It's going to stall out here. <laughs> and then you drive 100K and you have to, you have to do an oil change. <laughs> Sounds accurate. All right, what else do we got? And then Adminion said... Uh, the song he would like to play when he's aroused is Here Comes the Sun. <laughs> this works. This really works. Very funny. Do-do-do-do! Here comes the sun. The locker room topic of the day. The song or sound effect starts when you get aroused, and you're picking what that is. Fun with the locker room. Jerry, the transit driver, said so many good ones to pick from, but he would choose Jack Nicholson saying, Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be successful. <laughs> if you need the screams in there when you get aroused, hopefully. And then Captain Underpants, uh, he said he would love for ACDC big balls to start playing. Yes! The locker room topic of the day. If there was a sound effect or song that started every time you got, you know, aroused, getting into the mood, what would it be? Al saying the whistling of a bomb through the air. The explosion at the end. Apparently Al doesn't last long. (laughs) (laughs) We need a tune, though. We need a tune. Uh, Matt said the intro to Voodoo Child. Jimi Hendrix. That's a good pick, too, actually. That is a good pick. That is a really good pick. Let's play this. The locker room topic of the day. When you're aroused, you hear a sound effect or a a song starts playing, and we're we're getting you to pick that. So uh, what exactly is it? Yeah, this one coming in from uh, Phil, who said the Imperial March. So another Star Wars fan. Darth Vader's theme song. By the way, we actually have... A Star Wars-related contest coming up. True. Next week, details, all right, on the way. This works. This works. This works. Yeah. A little daunting again. (laughs) A lot of these are, you know, what are we trying to do? We trying to woo them into the bedroom or scare them out of the house? (laughs) Well, then Todd's got the wrong one. Jaws theme song. (laughs) I'm coming to get you. There's a shark in my pants, honey. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger bed. Oh, very funny. All right, one more. Um, then we had, um, uh, which one did you want to do? 
Oh yes, the carnival music. <laughs> Some people are afraid of clowns. How is it like? Yeah, these are all kind of terrifying ones, right? <laughs> that I think what, he was trying to this? say more like. Yeah, he's a bit of a clown. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. The locker room topic of the day. If you um, get aroused and a sound effect or song started, what would you want that to be? Yeah, this came in the the door spring. You know, we couldn't find the sound effects. So make it ourselves. I thought I would just do it with my mouth. <laughs> that sounded dirty. This one actually just came in too. Careless whisper. How did we not have careless whisper? The saxophone. Had to throw that one in there. Okay, hang on. Give me two seconds, because I think I have Have you seen that guy on... I think it's you. That's Wham, right? Uh, George Michael. Um, Have you seen the the guy on YouTube? I think it is. He goes into, like, food courts, and he just has a saxophone, and he'll start playing. No, it's Wham. It's Wham. Yeah. Okay, here we go. This right here. (laughs) George Michael does it, though. Isn't George Michael part he, of Wham? Yeah. Yeah, he's in Wham. Yeah. yeah. And if you look it up, it's look always it. listed as him. But yeah, there's a guy that just goes into random public places and starts playing that. <laughs> and then That's brilliant. Uh, this one came in. We didn't get a name who sent it in, but they said uh, Squeezebox. Daddy can't sleep at night. That's a good one, too. Yeah. And now, the locker room presents... Star Wars News. Now, your host for Star Wars News, James P. White. Speaking of Star Wars. Yeah, I did it. How was Nando's? <laughs> it's Andor. He had to think about it. He We're did have starting to, think to screw it. him up on this one. <laughs> like I can understand you calling Matt Mandalorian Nando's because that Na- Mando. I don't but know how we ended Andalore. up. I don't know, but Andor. It's, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you got up last night. It dropped. How many episodes? Three. I made it through the first one and half the other. Okay. All right. So and thoughts early out of the gates on okay, this without any spoilers. You can spoil. So it. far, you don't <laughs> like what I've seen so far. You don't have to have any history of, of Star Wars at all. It's just. The story of this guy growing up during, like in a. I could see that because it's rim. not like he's like one of the main characters with backstory and stuff, right? From like this, is original... his ba- this is his backstory. Yeah. It's not like they're so, doing Luke Skywalker or something where you need to know who he's from. Who's the actor again? The guy that. Uh, he's quite a famous actor, isn't he? Uh, Luna is his last name. Of. He was in. Um, he was in one of those. Diego Luna? He was one of those Narcos shows. How was he not Obi-Wan? Uh, yes, he was in Narcos <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> he's a good actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. So are you recommending this for nerds, or are you recommending this for the average? Right now, there's not a lot of nerd stuff. So it it is an interesting story so far. I don't want to give... Too much to use. Okay, so people are going to start yelling at me. If you go to the Locker Room YouTube page, The Locker Room, and you subscribe, Jimmy posts. It's also up on where wherever you find yeah. your podcast, whatever podcast you want. But if you go to uh, our YouTube page specifically, you can watch the latest episode, which is the background of Nando's here. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
And or. And or. Can you quit saying that? Okay. <laughs> so he gives a little bit of a breakdown on, on the sort of the history of this whole thing. And so far, none of my predictions have happened. Okay. And then, on Friday... You're going to watch all three, and you're going to release a Jedi Jimmy podcast for on, all three. On at all once. three of these. Okay. All right. There's our weekend, everybody. Yeah, that's it. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. I listened to this podcast. Do you have a better memory oh, of this you, than I you do? You did listen to Serial. I'm, I, I'm I, surprised. I did. I did. I, I think it was you who said that I needed to. Well, uh, but it was a long time ago. I'm trying to piece together. I, I know they were like boyfriend, girlfriend. He was accused of the murder the whole time. Yeah. He said, how do you say his name? Oh, Adam. Adan Syed. Syed. Syed, yes. Uh, The whole time he's saying, I did not do this. I was innocent. Yeah, they were high school students. Um, She ended up dead. They were boyfriend and girlfriend. He ended up going to prison for it. Spent uh, 22 years in jail, I think. And just got out yesterday. Just got out. The judge that overruled the conviction uh, made a point that, that he... He he wanted to ma- say out loud that it wasn't because of the podcast, but come on. That draws a lot of attention to it, right? I mean, Serial, I think, was kind of the podcast that really kicked off the true crime podcast thing. Like, it was not the, wrong. the biggest, and it's it's a really good podcast. I, I got into it. I was driving home from my parents one time, which is like a 10-hour drive. So I put on this podcast and I was just hooked the whole time. And that's right, I remember um, that you came back and you were like, "Locke, you gotta, you gotta watch this it's or pretty, listen to it." Yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty intense to listen to to hear both sides and everything. And I don't know if he's guilty or not, but he he got out yesterday temporarily. I think they're gonna retry him at some point, probably. Uh, but they said basically there was evidence that came out that the prosecution withheld that could have helped this case, and so the judge was like, "You gotta let him go." The phone stuff. Yeah, yeah. All the the because they were relying on tracking where his cell phone was triangulation, which, Tri- triangulation, yeah. which were like that's not reliable. What they were doing, yeah. Um. So so that was a big part of it. And, but yeah, can you imagine? He went to jail when he was like seventeen or 17, whatever it was. He's been in jail since two thousand. Yeah, yeah, and he's just getting out now. Two decades in jail. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So they did do another episode of Serial too, because every time there's a like a court case about it or whatever, they'll go in and do another episode. So I just went to look to see if it showed up. Yeah, it, it's there. I'll it's have to episode, listen to it. Episode thirteenth. I'll have to listen to it as well. She did an amazing job on yeah. that podcast. There was another one. She they did another case. She did three um, series. The second one was uh, an American soldier who. Um, basically was in Afghanistan and deserted. Um, That's right. He ran away from the base, got that was caught a good by one. the Taliban, and was held captive. Uh, he was a hostage of the Taliban for a long time. And it was never proved whether or not he was actually with the, with the Taliban or not. Because there was some thought maybe he's actually a you know a, yeah, an like agent of the Taliban. Yeah. Didn't he move back to Afghanistan too, oddly? When he, he, I don't know if he did I, or I not. He was pretty how, beat up. like He was really tortured and stuff. Um, but he was for five years, he was held by the Taliban. And then there's then another they, one. I didn't listen to the third season. It was basically she went to a Baltimore courtroom and just did different cases that were being tried and stuff. Not as good as... No. The first one was just so good. Yeah. It, it, 
if you just went on any podcast like delivery system and punched that in, yeah, you, just it, it would, look for cereal. I think. 68 million times it's been downloaded. Well, I was just going to say, hasn't half the planet already yeah. listened to it? Anyway, I saw that yesterday on CNN. Like, yeah. That's how huge this is. I saw a story of, of him getting out. And, and he's they, out, they say it's not the podcast, but Come nobody, on. nobody would be paying attention to this story if it wasn't the podcast. It was totally the podcast. Yeah. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now... Brent Johnson. Justin Trudeau has reportedly finished the third verse of Bohemian Rhapsody and will soon announce that at the end of the month, Canada will be lifting the vaccine mandate to get across the border here into the country. And I think it's important today that we take some time with the Grant Report to recognize those who made this possible. From the bottom of my, of my heart today, I say thank you to the freedom fighters who have been out there every single Saturday with their signs yelling for freedom. Without you waking up on a Saturday morning, dragging your kid out of bed to come with you, and then standing there yelling for hours, my great uncle, who hasn't left Saskatchewan in 35 years but believes Bill Gates is watching him, wouldn't be able to get on a plane to leave the country. And thank you to everyone that proudly flew an F. Trudeau flag or covered your your car in F. Trudeau bumper stickers. Without you, we wouldn't be able to taste that sweet, sweet freedom. I am so excited at the end of this month to remove my shackles and to start living my life again. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. The Grant Report is brought to you by our merchandise page, the only place in Canada to get shuntwear. Show your shunt pride with an I do on my own shunts shirt today. Text Jimmy for the merch store link. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, one, one chance. chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. It's a pending beer shortage. What? Yeah. I mean, it's it's in the U.S. right now, but who's to say that if it doesn't, if it happens in the U.S., it's not going to happen in Canada. <laughs> it's time to start panicking. I'm going to Costco as soon as the show's over. <laughs> I'm going to buy four 48 packs. That's the only logical That'll last choice. you the weekend. It's the only problem with you buying that much. That is you the issue. drink it until it's gone. If I've got a full fridge. Yeah, then you just drink more. Yeah. Right? Because then you're like, oh, it's unlimited. I'll just have this many tonight. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's, there's a couple of shortages that we're dealing with right now. Oddly, cranberries. That's probably has something to do with... Um, like drought or something, drought or something yeah. like that. That that was yeah. Like, that's what they said. Drought. Yeah. Um, what would not that concerned about cranberry shortage? Like cranberries, I I'm I not enjoy gonna, it with my turkey, but it's not. Eh, it's not going to be the end of the necessary. day. Mind you, Thanksgiving's just around the corner, and yeah. if you're a big cranberry fan, it's worth mentioning that you might want to get them now if you see them, because if they are in shortage, maybe there'll be less mm-hmm. less cranberries. The beer one is a, a, a apparently it's a carbon dioxide issue. Yeah, and I'm not sure if we have the same problem in in Canada. But why would we not? Like, if the U.S. is dealing with this, is there not a chance that it couldn't it could happen in Canada? I would think so. Yeah, 
If there was, if, if there's a shortage of something, what would it concern you? Like, what one thing that you can think of right now? The one that I'm kind of not okay with right now is the sriracha shortage. I bought two bottles of s- sriracha when I heard that there was a shortage. I enjoy the sriracha. I've had to change it up. Um, so that one, that one, I'm feeling the impacts of right now. Jimmy? Hopefully Skip the Dishes doesn't go under. By the way, is that your Boston pizza in the fridge? No. That had nothing to do with me this time. Jimmy has a habit of accidentally ordering a skip the it dishes. It happens once. Every time I do something <laughs> once, I have a habit of doing it. So now food shows up here randomly. <laughs> Jimmy, your BPs is at the front front desk. Saturday, there's somebody wandering around at <laughs> 6 o'clock at night at the front of the building. I guess like, Chinese food for a James <laughs> Peter White. <laughs> <laughs> uh... It's happened more than once, hasn't no, it? No, it only yeah, happened, happened once. Okay. Yeah, anyway. uh, yeah, it's happened hundreds of times. <laughs> How many days a week do you do skip? Don't tell me. It'll just make me angry. I don't think I want to know. He doesn't have a car to go to drive throughs right, to be fair. So he's saving money on gas and insurance and tires and oil changes. How often? Son? I don't know, three times a week, maybe. Did you think three would be palatable for old Locke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many you deliveries like- are beer? What's that? How many times are they delivering beer? Well, because I, I go get beer for them. Mm-hmm. Like on Friday, we, we will go to the liquor store and I'll huff a 24 once, pack. Once a car. month for beer. Once a month? Actually, their prices aren't that bad on beer. It, it's not it, much of a It's usually, yeah. it's, uh, the, the times I do it is when Locke's not giving me a ride. So, and it's becomes, uh, like, I go to the beer store too much if I'm walking there and buying a 15, and then I have to go again on Wednesday to pick up another 15, <laughs> and then on Friday to pick up another 15. <laughs> I went into his house, it was about a month or two back. And I dropped, I think it was, well, I was, I was dropping off a 24 pack. So I carried it in and I just, I, I walk in quickly. I, I kind of do the blinders thing. I try not to look around because his, his, his apartment makes me angry. So I walked in and I put, I put the, the 24 pack down yeah. in front of the fridge and I turn around and I, and I, I had to use the bathroom too, right? <laughs> Which is always, I use the alley. <laughs> He doesn't like it when I use the alley. I actually would pre- No, I actually prefer when you use the alley. You were telling me you were you didn't want no, Bonnie one, to catch me taking a dump no, in the, <laughs> in the dump, bag. Yes. <laughs> but that one time you were peeing on the side of the building right next to Red's window. <laughs> Red hasn't been outside all summer, so <laughs> just to get ivermectin. <laughs> anyway, out of the corner of my eye, I took a look into his sink. Mm-hmm. There's always this element of just complete chaos, and and it and it's, it switches from room to room for Usually Jimmy. Something that'll shock you. Or- yeah, and his sink was overflowing with to-go dishes from <laughs> from Skip and DoorDash or whatever. They're read. I keep them. Of course. Why? Why would you throw They're them? Good out? containers. <laughs> I love you, little buddy. The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. Yeah. Study King? So this one was saying stop binge eating 
by listening to music. So it was a study by the British Science Festival, and they said, yeah, if you have problems with binge eating, uh, listen to music, uh, and it could help you. Um, They said they had their Hmm. participants listen to, uh, they were all sad people. They said our sad participants listen to So they're filling the face hole. Amy Winehouse, Eminem, Linkin Park and Coldplay to see if songs curtailed overeating. Women who listened to music that released fear or sadness ate half the amount of chips and sweets compared to those who didn't listen to the music. Um, Yeah, this one was only women in this study, uh, but they said, yeah, the people that listened to music ate less, basically. Okay. Um, They said music may release hormones like dopamine, serotonin, and that helps you to not eat. So the sadness is a trigger for the the, the binge eating. Okay, so if you can get yourself happy, you might might eat a little bit less. It's an old trope, right? You had a broken heart, you... Eat a bunch of ice cream. I think it's true, though. It is true. I think a lot of people totally get comfort from, from food, right? But yeah. sometimes isn't it also like a boredom thing? Like so, Because you have nothing to do. Like it's I know kind that, of the same thing. I know TV doesn't stop me from eating. <laughs> <laughs> or drinking. It makes me want to eat. Oh, when I sit down in front of the TV, yeah. I don't know why I'm always... I'm like, hmm, what, what do we got upstairs I can snack on? I get the boredom eating, though. You know, sometimes eating, yeah. you're bored and you stand up and you look in the fridge and then you're like, why am I looking in the fridge right now? I'm not even hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Just something to do. I don't know if we give music enough credit. Yeah. You know, I uh, I think it's important. It's important in my life, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I'm always searching for new... I'm Like, I'm, I've been on a music kick lately. I've been yeah. playing music in the car and, and and at home and stuff like that I've yeah cuz I uh, quite often I'll put a podcast Same. on or or something like that where there's talking or there you know yeah a lot of times when I'm in the car now I'm like Lately, I just want some talking but you know what I'm kick I've been stressed out though cuz we're moving so I've got mm. a thousand things I've got to do so I'm a little anxious so I've been t- I I I didn't think about it until I read this study I was like I wonder if I'm doing this on purpose Maybe like I I've stopped listening to podcasts. Yeah, and I've had music on. And are you eating less Arby's? No, <laughs> <laughs> I am still eating about the same amount of Arby's. The locker room on ninety five seven Cruise FM. Is it Adam Levine or Levine? Levine. Levine. Levine? I saw something he, he was on the voice and yeah, as yeah. well as Room Five, right? Yeah. Actually, I didn't mind him on the voice as a judge. I didn't really watch that one. Um, he's kind of annoying, but is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um, I am seeing more stories like this. Is is infidelity becoming like? I I, I don't think more popular is the right term. For Maybe it's it, just but. more out there. Um. So what happened with this one was um, this Instagram model, yeah, um, Summer Stroh or something like that. She did all these videos where she was showing um, direct messages from him, and she's claiming that she had a year-long affair with him. Okay, and she's showing the DMs and stuff. He's saying I crossed some lines, but we never actually had like we never got physical. Okay, but she's saying they did, and then there was this weird story where because his wife was pregnant. Where he was trying to name the kid after the woman he was having an affair that's, with. That's that, what I read. I don't know how true that is, but yeah, like the Nick Cannon thing just blows me away. Well, Nick Cannon, because apparently all these women are all okay with 
the fact that he's running around sowing his seeds. Well, he made it clear. He's like, I'm polyamorous. I will never be in a relationship with you. I'm going to be with multiple women, and I'm going to have babies with multiple women. So I guess they knew what they were getting into, right? I guess if if on the front end of that, if it's a discussion, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if it's may if you make it like okay, Quite before clear. we do anything. All right, sit this down. This is what I'm into. This, this is, is yeah. Don't expect this from me. Like Am I wrong? Is there more of a conversation about stuff like this now? Maybe. Or is it just I think it's uh, like, you know, the same as a lot of stuff. I think it's just more out there. Like, it's just more public. Social media. Where, whereas a lot of yeah. before. Back in the day when these guys rock I'm stars not saying were, they weren't doing it. Yeah. I'm just saying there seems to be a more. Just more in people's faces now. Of it as well. Right? Uh, people were pretty angry at Adam Levine. About this? Yeah. Yeah. People were pretty, pretty angry about, about this one. His wife's pregnant while he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. This this one guy that was on that podcast that I'm on, mm-hmm. he's at one like one day he was on and there's like three women in his in his apartment. Yeah. He's like polyamorous. Yeah. That's he's a got weird relationships. He's got relationships with all of them. Some of them are not. They're not. He probably has like his main girlfriend and then. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Imagine. <laughs> a lot of work. Seems like too much work. <laughs> We were just talking about Adam Levine, Maroon mm-hmm. 5, um, having a, a, a stepping out on his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I was suggesting that we're hearing more of this where there's... Because it was rumored that he wanted to name the kid that he's about to have after the woman that he was having the affair with. <laughs> yeah, which is like, just insane. It's insane. I can't even imagine how you would <laughs> even broach that topic. But I was suggesting that this is something I think it's happening. There's a little bit more comfort zone mm-hmm. in the arena of of multiple partners, this polyamorous thing. I, I'm, I'm hearing that conversation more and more. Yeah. And you and I are like, there's no way I could even possibly... No, I... Like if, Gary showed up to take my wife out. Well, not just that. Like, I like to just sit on the couch and watch a show and maybe do some cuddling. <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like you could do that if you get four different women on the go. <laughs> and I said to Grant, I said, out of the three of us, I think Jimmy would be the one that would be the best at entertaining the possibility of multiple relationships. Yeah. Now, I know, listen, here, let me explain. Okay. The irony of this is, is that you are tragically single, right? But I think you have the type of disposition that if you got over that hump and you were able to talk a young lady into moving in with you, that you could possibly talk three or four into moving in with you and having like a harem. You would be that, able to that, like, No, I don't know if I could. I'm horrible with names. I'd end up calling them the wrong name. I'd call Suzanne, Christine, and, you know, Mandy, Candy. I think you know, they'd get over that, though. And you're the one that would be able to, like, talk to them about their problems. And Granted, I... Yes, yeah, that's but what I'm talking about. The problem, the problem is, is one thing with me and women isn't just my awkwardness. I get put into the buddy zone. 
Yeah, but we're saying come that's over like that a, hump. That's, I'd have, I'd have. That's would, what we're it, saying. It would that's be, the hump would, you need to get it over. It would be Three's Company. <laughs> it would be. I'd be their buddy that they talk about. You know their problems with Stan, the gay friend. Yeah. Okay. I I see that, but we're talking about the possibility of you. Like it's not even my mindset. It's Taking I'm automatic step, buddy. Yeah. Like so. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what we're saying. Is you need to just figure out how to. Grant and I witnessed something the other day, uh, and I think it's a starting point. At least it's something you should think about. And I don't know if there's anybody out there that can help you with this, but you, when you flirt with women, it's so painful. It's not even funny. I agree. Yeah, it's it's very uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. I think like, it's I, so I, obvious I that it's to, like I it's need just, to leave the room. It's, you were flirting at the front desk, and it was uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Check one, two. Check one, two. Are we all here? We got it. Some technical difficulties. That's okay. We figured it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, We should touch on the Nathan McKinnon signing out of the gates. And I have a question. Do you think that McDavid or that Nathan McKinnon specifically asked to be the highest paid player in the NHL? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I I base that on nothing at all other than just my own gut feeling, but I find it very interesting that it's where they settled, where they landed was $100,000 more than McDavid. (laughs) (laughs) I know people that do that. Like, okay, I just want to make more than that person. Like exactly, I, it's like uh, they did prices right rules essentially. Yeah, and yeah, just a hundred grand more than McDavid. I mean, everybody knows who the best player is, but hey, for Nathan McKinnon, he just won the cup, just had a great year. Go secure the bag, my friend. I mm-hmm. I don't begrudge him at all. I worked in a building one time where um, one of the managers told me that one of the employees said, "I don't care what you pay me as long as you pay me more." Than everybody else. He legitimately (laughs) said that out loud. That's the arrogance of some people in radio. It's disgusting. (laughs) So this does not surprise me. It surprises me that, you know, like, because my image of Nathan McKinnon is the guy that's at the window at Tim's getting Tim bits. (laughs) Right? It's not this. And somebody also, another sports donkey said that this wasn't his, his lawyers or his agent or... Any of that, this was him going, I want you to make sure I make more money than McDavid because I beat him last year. I agree. Like, again, I don't have anything to base it on, but I'm going to buy that hook, line, and sinker. I just think that knowing or reading about Nathan McKinnon and how driven he is and how competitive he is and how he gets annoyed when his teammates eat sugar during the season, like, (laughs) of course he wanted to be paid more than McDavid. That's why I think the, it's like, it wasn't that he came in at 13 million or 13.5. It's just that it's a hundred grand more than McDavid. And I find that hilarious. It's It's just a a little bit of a, right? One of those. 
Are yeah, you, I mean, but like, you know, in four years when Connor renews, he's going to blow that out of the water. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Enjoy your hundred grand extra. But I, I find it, I found it very funny, Locke. It's just one of those things it, it's where very entertaining. the competitive nature of people is just, it's just that, like you said, that little twist, just a little twist. True colors <laughs> shining through. Are you also one of the people confused by the Jake Furtanen in PTO? Yeah, I am. And it's it's for a couple of reasons. One, I don't understand why, just in terms of the player. Put it this way, Grant. Nail Yakupov scored quite a few more points than Jake Vertanen in the KHL last year. <laughs> so that's the thing, he's I not even a good player. Like <laughs> that's what I that's what I don't understand. It's just like what if you asked a hundred Oilers fans right now, do you want to bring back Nail Yakupov because you think he could help? Most of them would be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, the guy that they just brought in had fewer points than Yak last year. So it's like, I get it. He's big. He's fast. Uh, he's a right winger. The Oilers are a little bit shy on the right side, but like, I don't, I don't really understand it. I don't get Does the... he stand a chance of making the team? Like, sure. I, sure. Who knows? Like, really? I have okay. no idea. I have no idea really like how far he could take this PTO or if it, this is just going to be like a springboard to trying to get back into the NHL, but he probably does have a chance. Otherwise the others wouldn't have brought him in. I mean, if you look at the right side of the depth chart, you know, he could probably grind out a spot there. But for me, I just don't understand it at all. Like I said, when you're getting outscored by Neil Yakupov, a guy who just is renowned as a bust in the NHL, I, I just don't really get it. Hmm. I think there's a certain amount of pride from this organization, from the Oilers, that, they, that they're good with difficult players or something. And I think that this is just another example of, you know what? We've done this before. We've done it a couple of times now. Let's try it again and see. Because it actually has paid off a bit. I mean, the Amanda Kane thing. Yeah, it did pay off. Us, right? Maybe this is, maybe this is that hubris that ego on that that side of things no ah. sure it, it, again it 100 could be I, i'm not going to pretend to understand what the organization is doing or thinking but just for me as a, a fan perspective and a guy who covers the team i just thought it was a little bit confusing is all yeah uh speaking of the team do you think dylan holloway makes this roster yes 100%. Okay. I, I've been saying this for the last couple of months. I think that he's going to force his way in. Um, I know that success at the rookie camp, like the rookie tournament that just happened to Penticton, isn't necessarily a good indicator of what happens in the NHL, but Holloway dominated that tournament when he was playing. So I just I think that he's big, he's fast, he's got some hands, he can score. I, I think he's going to force his way in, hmm. and I think he's going to do it in training camp. But if knowing that Ken Holden likes to slow play guys, and that's just kind of his MO throughout his career, I wouldn't be surprised if it takes until the back half of the season for Holloway to make the jump. But I would honestly bet on him making it out of camp. Whether he sticks all year, that's a different question. But I think he'll do enough in camp and in the preseason to stick on opening night. Cool. It's interesting that the... I mean, we're not really talking a lot about the rookie camp because it doesn't have a big name in there. But we... We are seeing the the product of a little bit more construction behind the scenes and a little bit more time and attention paid to, um, you know, giving guys the right amount of time with this year's Oilers rookie camp because we're, we're dominating. Are we not? 
Yeah, I mean, like, there's, it's like you said, Locke, there's no sexy prospects like when it was the Hall, the Nuge, yeah. the Yakupov, and then a McDavid. It, it's not like that anymore, but for Oilers fans, there was some quality prospects to pay attention to, yeah. and those prospects performed well at this rookie tournament, and I think that for, you know, a guy like Reed Schaefer, they just drafted him a little while ago. He picked up, so, like, he was scoring in that tournament, too, so it's just yeah. nice to see that there's players with some skill being added to the depth chart, and it's going to take some time for them to arrive and get there, but for Oilers fans that like prospects and like following along with what's coming, uh, the, the tournament is still a great showcase for what the depth chart looks like. And, of course, we have to give a shout-out to uh, Ryan Smith, Captain, Captain Canada, Canada going into the newly established Oilers Hall of Fame. Um, Was there any other option as no. part of the first class? You know, like Smith and Lee Fogelin makes perfect sense to me. I was wondering who, for me, I was just wondering who the second person was going to be. It was always, to me, Ryan Smith and who. Um, for me, it's just no-brainer. Ryan Smith, he was the Oilers for a very long time. The community loved him, still yeah. do. Um, bleeds copper and blue. All of the cliches and metaphors about being <laughs> Oiler. Ryan Smith is the personification of all of them. Absolutely. That's a good way to end. Thank you for your time, Bag Milk. Thank you, as always. From Oilers Nation. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. So we have an issue in my house right now, and this has been an ongoing issue for quite some time, and I I understand where it's coming from. It, it's, it's frustrating for me as well. Mm-hmm. I'm experiencing some hearing loss. <laughs> And it just started. <laughs> no, it's been ongoing. <laughs> and occasionally when my wife says something, I'll go, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that a lot. It's getting more and more frequent, is it? And she is doing one of these things where she's like, when are you going to get your ears checked again? You need hearing aids, old man. And uh, the other day I'm at home. I'm in the kitchen by myself. I'm not even around my wife. And... I got the TV on, yeah, and I'm making lunch, and I hear the commentators say, "We're we're warning people not to cook chicken with Nyquil." And I went, "Oh my God, I got to get my ears." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> TV, by the way, max volume. <laughs> you can hear it from the parking I'm in lot. So much trouble. <laughs> I thought I just heard her say, "Don't cook chicken with Nyquil." <laughs> And I turn around, and underneath the, the the banner it says, "Stop cooking chicken with Nyquil." And I honestly thought it was a hearing thing. No, it's a real thing. What is wrong with people? It's uh, one of those challenges, kind of like the Tide Pod challenge or yeah. the blackout challenge. Remember that one? Kids were choking themselves out. Yeah, blacked out. Which, by the way, was a thing when I was a kid. People used to do that all the time. Uh, we just didn't have social media. <laughs> I remember going to events, kids doing that, and everyone laughing. And, but this one is boiling your chicken in NyQuil, and the FDA is warning people to stop doing it because it's dangerous. So it, it was a TikTok um, thing, I guess. And, um, and, and it's, it was more in the states. Yeah, these are usually down in the states more. Um, they're, they're saying it's called the Benadryl challenge, I guess. Oh no, that was a different one where they just took enough Benadryl to hallucinate. Um, this one is, which is also uh, probably not good for you. Yeah. They also warned against that one. I always struggle with these things because as much as I think we should be doing the, you know, the socially responsible thing and Mm -hmm. coming on our radio show and going, you know what, kids? This is not a good idea. Don't do this. I also sort of think that this is calling the herd a bit. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, because people are dying from this. Um, well, they said they said even if you don't eat the chicken, like if you're just boiling it for a funny video, when you boil Nyquil, I guess it changes things. It makes yeah, it more yeah compact, compact or whatever, and then it could hurt your lungs. You yeah. know, breathing in the vapors, and-, and I know. Listen, all loss is sad, but some is less sad than the others. <laughs> uh, I always like like if I said, I'm at a funeral and there's speech up. Somebody's at the at the front of the church talking about how this kid loved Nyquil chicken. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to not laugh. I'm sorry. See, like I I. I'm like, no, they're so dumb. But then I'm like, oh, they had to put warnings on Jackass when it came out, or else I would have done all the stunts. <laughs> I wish they'd. Grant still shows me videos of them skiing off roofs and stuff. Yeah, that was I was 25 when we did that. <laughs> You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Somewhere a village is missing an idiot or three. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.